0: Hey, grace and peace to you uh, on, this, uh, on this Sunday morning. Uh, want to come to you and try to encourage you and at the same time challenge you as well. Uh, hopefully we're going to do both of those. And I, uh, I, before we begin, it's, uh, I just want to pray. I want you to pray with me. Uh, let's, let's pray together. Father, I uh, thank you for the opportunity to, to preach and present your word today. I pray that you help me to be plain, so plain that a child would understand me. Uh, Lord, I, I, I know that uh, this is archived. This is uh, can be seen at any time by anyone, anywhere. So I ask for any word of knowledge you give to me uh, in your foreknowledge that speaks to a person or their situation. If you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And uh, Lord, the audience today is, is out there. It's just wherever. But you look at all of us, but you look at me differently because I'm a teacher of your word. And I accept my place in rightly dividing it. It's in the name of Jesus I pray, his name that I preach. Amen. Today I'm going to have you handle um, three things. It's love, uh, endurance, and joy. And yes, I've brought up joy. Uh, that may not be a favorite topic of yours right now, with a lot of other things going on emotionally for you, physically for you, uh, even spiritually for you. So last Sunday, we focused on his presence and, uh, and what that means and how we navigate with that. Uh, and we're going to hit that again today. But today I'm going to bring out uh, a foundation of his love, an endurance we must have and a joy we must be able to share no matter what's going on. I'm going to start with Romans 8, uh, 37 through uh, 39. And I'm going to read it to you. Going, I told Logan uh, I was going old school today. I started preaching in 1986. And uh, back then, you use uh, paper clips and all kinds of things to mark your pages. I'm not a manuscript guy. I'm not putting down those that are. I'm just not. <clears throat> but uh, so if you if you see me using my little tabs here, it's uh, it's uh, we're going retro back to. Uh, so I want you to know that. Let me read these verses to you. It says, uh, knowing all these things, we are more than victorious. If you uh, if you look above Romans eight thirty seven, he mentions what all those things are. It's famine. It's persecution. It's affliction. It's it's all kinds of things, danger, even the sword. Um, he says, knowing all these things, we are more than victorious through him who loved us. I'm going to attempt to build a foundation for us to live on all, all of our days, including these days. I'm a, I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor shepherd. I'm a counselor. Um, a lot of all that is involved is really just teaching you how to live. And today I'm going to be trying my best. To bring this situation to light Uh, in the season of Lent as we are focusing on the journey of the cross and the journey to the cross. uh, In Lent we're we're being generous, we're fasting and praying. Uh, Those things may be easy for you right now uh, because of the times that we're in. But we're going to be focusing on the fact of what the cross does for us and how that works for us. So Romans 8, 37 through 39, I'm going to read it to you. It says, Now in all these things we are more than victorious through Him who loved us. Paul wrote, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will have the power have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, You're going to be asking um, that we're mentioning and we're building something on love. How does love love help me navigate in my life? How does it help me me to navigate in this situation? Um, Many who know me and uh you 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 kind of know how i work but as i was prepping this sermon i i went to the song of what's love got to do with it Uh, i'll i'll bless you by not trying to sing it but in preparation i did sing it uh not recorded uh but i started singing that and it, it really is a good question it's a good question to ask what's love got to do with how i get through This situation has everything to do with it. Everything to do with it. And I'm I'm going to try to show you that today. In verse 37, he says, we are victorious uh, through him who loved us. We are victorious through him who loved us. We're we're building the foundation of love. I want you to look at uh, verse 38. Uh, Something that came out to me. I know that you know these verses. A lot of you do. Some of you may be experiencing for the very first time but most of you know them for i am persuaded neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers and here's the part that got me nor things present uh where we are it's not going to separate me from the love of god and and then it goes on to say nor things to come not not only what we're handling now but things we're yet to handle uh, love is the foundation of everything that we do. And you're going to see that, uh, our love for him, his love for us, our love for each other, and how that works and how that maneuvers in such a difficult time as this. So why, why do we focus on love? Another question. Why do we focus on love for such a time as this? And how does this work? Well, I'm, I'm going to lay the groundwork for you. In 1 Corinthians 13... We know this as a uh, verse that we use in weddings. We use it in counseling. Um, And uh, I'm going to handle mainly just a couple verses, verses 6 and 7. But we know that uh, love is patient, kind, does not envy, is not boastful, is not conceited, does not act improperly, is not selfish at the grocery store, is not selfish, um, is not provoked, does not keep record of wrongdoings. And here's the two verses I want us to key in on. Finds no joy in unrighteousness. That, that which is against our Lord. Love finds no joy in it. Absolutely no joy. But, look at this verse 6. But rejoices in the truth. And the word rejoice has in the middle of it the word joy. We are excited about truth. And truth is a person that person is the person of Christ himself. Are his words true? Absolutely. Is what he say true? Absolutely. What is written about him true? Absolutely. But he says, I am truth. So we rejoice, we rejoice in truth. As you know, I'm building the groundwork here for us. Uh, So even verse 13 says, we know that now these three remain faith, hope and love But Paul wrote, the greatest of those is love. So our foundation, whether it's good times, difficult times, it doesn't matter. Our foundation is built on a strong foundation of love. We have to be able to see that and we have to be able to know and recognize that. And I want you to know that in verse 7, it says that love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things... (laughs) and then endures all things. The word endure uh, means that you remain under the weight. In other words, there's a weight on you and you're gonna stand with it. You're gonna hold it up, Uh, you're gonna stand under it. Uh, The stress uh, of all that's going on, a lot of things going on with you all right now, being home, being home with each other, being home with your kids being away from your natural routine, your normal routine, being away from a lot of things. uh, there, There is another level of stress. There is another load on us. And the word endure means we bear the load. How am I able to do that? Well, because my foundation is absolutely built. It is built on love. It says love bears all things, believes all things, Hopes all things, here's the word, it absolutely endures all things. So I told you as we began, we're going to be talking about love, endurance, and joy and how all that comes together. I'm I'm going to take you to James 1 uh, and verse 2. Some of you, just because you know the word of God, you know where I'm headed. But um, we have. uh, James is writing, and the people are dispersed. They're everywhere. Hello. <laughs> That's where we are. We're absolutely everywhere right now. And he's writing to them, and he talks about trials and maturity here. And in verse 2, he says, Consider it all, consider it a great joy. You may have a version that says, Count it. Count it great joy, my brothers. Whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And then he goes on in in, uh, in, uh, in verse 3. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And then verse 4. But endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 13 for a moment. There's no joy in unrighteousness but there's joy and we rejoice in the truth. What? Uh, James comes over. James says, our people are spread out all over the place. They're all over the place. He says, consider it joy when you go through trials. Consider it great joy. And uh, when we talk about great joy here, uh, we're, we need to explain this for just a moment. This is not James saying grin and bear it. There's a lot of emotion going on with us right now, a lot of emotion. We're angry, we're frustrated, we're doubting, we're worrying. There are a lot of question marks in our future, economically, some of you are handling this physically, you're sick, we know, our family, Um, have experienced friends that have lost loved ones just in the last few days. One yesterday, uh, back in our home of Camelsville. Dear, dear friend. It's going to change the way we even attempt to minister to them. And uh, this family is like family to us. Um, I may be having funerals in the future. Totally look different. Everything is out of sorts. Uh, there's all kinds of things, anger, frustration, doubt, all those things, sadness, grief. We've got a lot going on. Here's what James means. You've got a lot of emotions to choose from. And he says, let joy rise to the top. You've got a lot to pick from. There's a long list. My list may be longer than yours, but out of all that I've got to choose from, I'm going to choose joy. I'm gonna choose joy. And the reason I can choose joy, and I'm gonna go back to 1 Corinthians, I'm a whole council of God guy. I'm gonna go back to 1 Corinthians 13 is, you rejoice in truth. You don't rejoice in unrighteousness, you rejoice in truth. So I have to ask the question here, what, what is the truth in James 1, that I can choose joy over doubt and worry, grief and sorrow and sadness, anger, bitterness, even with all the mandates, rebellion, all the things that are going on. Uh, what, what, what's the truth here in choosing joy? And you're going to be able to see it in verses three and four. I know. I know the truth as a believer. I know that we're going through difficult times and this testing of trials And testing means both things that are happening inwardly in you and things that are happening outwardly with you. Uh, Temptations on the inside that you're dealing with and you're struggling with. And then the 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 outside influences that are going on around us. And we know that going through these things uh, with my faith and with love as a foundation Uh, I I am going to work on endurance. And it says here, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. I told you, love, endurance, and joy. We're going to show you how that all goes together. We're working the case a little bit at a time. Uh, But endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. So what happens? What happens? I can choose a lot of emotions, but Scripture, in God's love, says out of all the things that I can choose, let's let joy rise to the top. I actually think that's the word consider, that's why it says count in some versions, is that of all the things I can count and enumerate, I'm going to take joy, I'm going to move it to the top. Why am I doing that? Well, because I rejoice in truth. Well, what's the truth in James 1? Verses 2, 3, and 4. The truth is that God's going to grow me up during this situation. That's the truth. That's why I can look at what's happening inside and outside. And I can look at all the emotions that I can choose from during this time. And I can realize I can choose joy. Why can't I choose joy? because, Because love rejoices in truth. And what is the truth? The truth is that God is growing me up. He's growing me up as a believer and a pastor and a leader. I have question marks, goodness gracious, on the other side of this. Some of those question marks concern you. Absolutely you. Uh, your faithfulness. All those things. There's just, a, there's just a ton of question marks. But I've got I've to look at all my emotions. I've got to choose joy, take it to the top. Why do I do that? Because it's the right thing to do? No, because joy... Love rejoices in truth. And what's the truth? The truth is that God is going to produce a man on the other side of this event that is stronger and more mature than the man who went into it. All that is based on a foundation of love. This is what happens. Uh, I, because of a love foundation, I know the process. And the process is what I'm doing, what I'm handling internally, and what I'm handling externally. I'm going to take all that. Joy comes to the top. I'm going to rejoice in truth. What's the truth? Is the person that comes out at the end of this trial, at the end of this situation, is going to be a more comp- a, a more complete person, a mature person. Look at verse 4. It says, so that you may be mature and complete, and you absolutely lack nothing. I just don't want to preach at you. I want to teach you how to live during this time. That's, that's really how I do what I do is <clears throat> just teaching you how to live and where to focus and what's going on. So during this trial, during this situation, uh, whether it's trials, hardships, difficulties, whatever we, the world needs to see that you and I have a foundation of love. And on that foundation of love is, uh, I go through the trial with faith and my faith builds endurance and my endurance, I have joy because of this. Because I rejoice in the truth, and what's the truth? God's going to grow us up. I don't know how I can say that any plainer. I know that He's going to grow us up in a lot of things. In fact, it, it may be that things move backwards. What do you mean by that? More simpler times. Uh, really counting the precious times that we have with people and we love. I, I'm on the other side of this, I'm just hoping and praying for a slower, simpler lifestyle with love as a foundation. And it's not back to the hurry and the hustle and the bustle of our lives. I'm, I'm praying in the redesign of God through this situation that that is the way that it looks. So what is it going to look like? That's a great question. Here's what it's going to look like. Here's what you and I are intended to look like. It's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It's living by the Spirit of God and uh, and letting the fruit of the Spirit come alive in us. So here is what we should be looking like. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. There you go. What's the next word? Joy. Love, joy, and endurance. There's a pattern there. Uh, We're gonna bring it even to a greater culmination here in a minute. Uh, But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace, patience, endurance, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control is what you and I are going to look like. We, We represent this whether it's a time of prosperity or whether it's a time of going through difficult times. We look this way. Uh, this is how he, we, and they, all of us, this, the world needs to see this this way, the Lord needs to see this this way, and we need to see each other this way. Here's how we're going to bring it all together. And when we bring it all together, we bring it, we bring it together with you in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 2. have been going on this verse a lot because I, I, I think there's a lot here for such a time as this. And uh, let me read it to you. It's, it, it, the chapter, verse 12, or the first couple verses, is a, a call to endurance. Therefore, since we also have such a large crowd of witness surrounding us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us and run with Endurance. The race that lies before us. Remember endurance is I'm, I, I'm, I'm holding up the weight, the pressure. I'm able to hold up on that. I'm, I'm able to remain even though the pressure is great. And it's, I endure the race that lies before us. Verse 2. Keeping our eyes on Jesus. The source and perfecter, I used this last Sunday. The author, the, the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that lay before him endured. I want you to see there's joy and endurance that are combined together. Before him endured a cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God in his throne. Look at verse 1: the word endurance, I'm remaining under the load. Look at verse 2. Again, he endured the cross. He took the weight of the cross for all of us. He said he did it with joy. Uh, joy that he had before. And then I told you the other Sunday uh, about how he's able to look past the cross. How do, how do I know that? Well, he predicted it. He said he's going to come and die. This building's going to be torn down. It's going to be raised in three days. How can you raise a building in three days? Uh, he was talking about what's on the other side. I had a person ask me from last Sunday's sermon, what's your favorite part? And we preachers do have favorite parts of our sermons. We really do. No, they may not match your favorite part. Your favorite part may be when it's over. That may be your favorite part. But we do have favorite parts that jump off the page at us. And the part that jumped off the page for me last Sunday when we dealt with uh, our first live streaming, uh, the first Sunday of not being able to gather in person face-to-face, was that that brought me peace is... uh, I I, I said in the sermon, he's able to look on the other side of the cross. He's able to see that. That's who he is. He's able to see it. He even prayed about it, that I go back to the glory that I had. Um, He even even prayed about such things. Uh, So he knew it. And what brings peace to me is that I know that our Jesus is able to see on the other side of this crisis. I know he is. And the question is, what am I going to look like on the other side of this crisis? Out of all the emotions I can choose in this crisis, am I going to take joy and move it to the top? Why do I move it to the top? Because I know the truth. And what's the truth? Is the Jeff that comes out on the other side of this crisis is going to be more grown up in Christ than the Jeff that went in this crisis. I know that. And I can choose joy out of all my emotions that God is going to grow me up. He's going to grow you up. I look at that. I see that. So how, how am I able to do this? How am I able to do this? Um, the, the question that we bring in doing this comes back to what we said last Sunday about his presence. Uh, we go back to verse 2. He says, fix your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He be, he's, he's the beginner and the ender of our faith. He completes it all. We've been talking about that already. And we know the cross, verse 2, is talking about he endured it. He endured the cross. He took the weight of the cross. What was the weight of the cross? His own physical pain he was going through. He took the weight of not just my sin, but our sin. He took on the wrath of God. And trust me, he knew the wrath of God. He took every bit of that, and he endured. He stood it all, every bit of it. He stood every bit of it. He becomes not only my savior, my example in that. And why why has he done that? You go to Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his love to us. There's that word love. That while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Listen, all your navigation, every bit of it, whether it's prosperous times are just times of difficulty and hardship. If you're a believer out there, you and I navigate life through the cross. We look at no other place of navigation. Because on the cross was great pain, a great penalty paid, but also great love shown. That's the foundation of my life, folks. Do you all hear me? I mean, I'm, I'm fishing for an amen here, and I'll never know if you've given it to me. But the cross means everything to us. It's where a love foundation was laid. It was where he endured it through the joy he had before. He endured this thing. He took the weight of all the world, sin, past, present, future, on himself, and it becomes a place of navigation. Where do I fix my eyes? I fix my eyes on him. I fix my eyes on the cross. Because everything came together there. His love for us, even the joy and the endurance that he had to go through is absolutely there for us. His cross is my everything. So what's love got to do with it? Everything. I'm going to endure this. I'm going to endure this. You are too because of the love that he has for us. And the love that I have for him, I'm going to take joy out of all the emotions, move it to the top. Why? Because there's, I rejoice in truth. Love rejoices in truth. What's the truth? God's going to grow us up in this. May we never look the same. May we welcome his redesign in our lives as believers. May we shed the world from us. May we shed the sin from us and live in righteousness with him. May... I I pray on the other side. It looks different now. I'm not praying for normal. I'm just praying for the redesign of our Lord. I hope today you've been encouraged. What's our foundation? Our foundation is love. And because of that love, we're victorious. The love that he has for us and the love that we have for him. we're choosing joy. We're going to move it to the top. Why? Because I rejoice in the truth. Love rejoices in truth. What's the truth? I'm going to grow up even more. And I welcome that redesign of our Lord. As we journey, as we, as we take the journey of the cross and the journey to the cross during our Lent season, I want you to know my navigation point now and forever is the cross. Greater love hath no man than this, than he lay down his life for his friends. It's a symbol of suffering and shame, of penalty and pain. It's also a symbol of the greatest love demonstration that's ever happened. And that's the foundation. And because of his love for me and you and our love for him, we're going to endure. And we're going to endure hardship. And we're going to count joy. We're going to take it to the top. Why? Because God's going to grow us up. We're going to look more like him all the time. Listen, our blessings are on you. Uh, I'm going to use this time to just challenge you and to encourage you in what I see the Lord doing with us in his church. I think there's a lot of uh, consensus going on with pastors and leaders as to what's taking place. Grace and peace to you. Love Foundation, we're going to endure. We're going to endure because his love for us, our love for him. God bless you. Thanks for turning in. Grace and peace to you.